All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. And we are back with uh, some more Marvel stuff. Uh, the new MCU movie, uh, the first MCU movie in theaters. I guess Black Widow was in theaters, but we didn't yeah, see it there. the only theaters. Uh, right. Shang-Chi is going to be the theme of uh, today's episode. We're going to be reading the uh, five-issue run from 2019. I guess it was a five-issue run that was then relaunched. Uh, we're reading uh, Jean Lun Yang's run. Um, we're going to be reading the first five issues of that, which is kind of like a, a briefly a retold origin of Shang-Chi and then kind of moves into like a new story. Yeah. Um, with some new characters kind of setting up like a whole different like side of like a new supporting cast. So that is the plan for today. Obviously, the uh, the movie just came out. We we saw that on Sunday. We weren't sure it, totally if we were going to end up doing this episode because uh, I wasn't sure how many people would be at the theater. Yeah. But that's why we, we were able to, because we're bi-weekly now, we were able to wait a week. Uh, go in and literally watch it on a Sunday at noon. And yeah, we or made Saturday pretty lucky. at noon. Or Saturday at noon, yeah. yeah, and we got pretty lucky. So there was uh, pretty much no one there. Yeah, it was um, like one of the, an ultra screen with like 10 people. If you can see it safely, <laughs> uh, worth seeing. Um, very good movie. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that towards the end of the podcast. Uh, before we get too far into it, I do want to announce we have decided some of the other books that we're going to be doing for the weeks ahead. Um, we're going to be starting our, I mean, if you've, uh, listened to this podcast before, you know that we always do like a horror themed, like a uh, spooky themed, uh, comic book thing for October, mm-hmm. uh, as well as that is always the month of our anniversary as well. So we'll do an yep. episode for that. That'll be uh, later on in the month. Um, but we've decided to start the, the Halloween themed stuff a week early just because we are a bi-weekly podcast now. So there's going to be a little less episodes. So that way we'll at least get three solid horror themed episodes in a row. Yeah. We got to um, give it its due. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, and the plan, I think, is uh, we're going to do one from kind of three different arenas of the horror comic scene. Uh, we're going to do uh, Lock and Key. We talked about that's coming back for season two in October. So that'll be one yeah. of the weeks whenever that lines up, uh, you know, conveniently. It'll probably have to be like the last week. Maybe. I think it comes out early October. So oh, it could also it? be the first week. But we'll okay. see how, how quickly we watch it as well. Yeah. Um, so that's one of them for sure. And then I think uh, the episode we're going to be doing after uh, well, uh, the main Halloween one, I think we decided we're going to going to do Freddy versus Jason and then there is a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash comic that we can read yeah that I found out was supposed to be a movie but then was later made a comic yeah. um <laughs> kind of like how they finished Penny Dreadful like the fight they did have like the final fourth season as a comic book instead yeah, yeah. of putting it on TV yeah um so that will be what we're gonna be uh, checking out then I haven't seen that movie before Freddy versus Jason so this will be my first time yeah it's been a long time for me and I remember being like fun like it's obviously not great but yeah. like it's for whatever I remember there's some entertaining parts I mean I wasn't expecting like uh, a heartwarming speech given by Jason. <laughs> right. Just soliloquies. Are we all not killers? <laughs> Can't we all just get along? <laughs> um, but no, that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, and then, like I said, we have our uh, anniversary episode that we'll do, which where we pretty much like rank all of our favorite books, creators, uh, art teams, whatnot, for the books that we've reviewed in the year. Mm-hmm. And we'll also shoot the shit about you know any number of random things. Last year, we had a, a couple of whiskeys in us when we did it, so we'll probably yeah. do something like that again. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice impromptu. Uh, uh, yes, so that will be the plan for October, and then so just to get everyone ready for the episode after this, you can read ahead. We're going to be reading the first arc, maybe the first couple arcs in uh, Justice League Dark, the recent run by DC Comics, written by uh, James Tynion and uh, Ram V. Uh, that's going to be what we're reading. Although I don't think we'll get to the uh, the Ram V stuff quite. Uh, that'll be a little bit farther in the run. It depends on yeah, how yeah. far we read, but we'll gotcha. find out. 
Um, his Swamp Thing run did just finally get put on DC Universe. So I'm very hyped about that. Yeah, because I'm going to have to finish or get all the way, no matter how far we get in the podcast. I, on my own, I'm going to have to get through Dark to get into that new Swamp Thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got a lot of Swamp Thing stuff we could still cover on the podcast at some point, too. We never oh, yeah. did the TV show. Yeah, true. I guess that's all we didn't do, but... <laughs> Yeah, you never know when it'll come back. Yeah, I'm sure there's some like appearances and other random stuff we could make a leap to fo- towards if we wanted to. Yeah. But my hope, and we'll talk about this more probably on the next episode. But my hope is that this Sandman show that they're making is going to lead into like more DC stuff in that arena. Be nice, but that would be that that would be my hope. But we'll yeah. see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> um, but that is the plan. Again, if you want to, I want to get called this out as well before we get started. If you want to follow us over on Twitter, we are at, uh, yeah, we are on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast. <laughs> I will one day say that right. <laughs> and uh, if you want to follow us there, you can read ahead, uh, find out what we're reading ahead of time when we finally do post it and find links to all of our shit, although you clearly found it already. Um, but that is the uh, place to find us and or request episodes, because if you ever feel like doing that, a lot of times we uh, are just... Reaching out into the dark, finding what we want to do. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, are we getting close to the point? I guess we'll talk about this maybe more on the anniversary. Are we getting close to the point where we've talked about almost all the adaptations? <laughs> Not. I've I, had a couple weeks where I'm looking at the list. I was like, holy shit, we've done a lot of these. It is starting to run a little dry. I'm starting to see like a finite like end of like we've covered them all. Yeah. Like aside from the <laughs> stuff that c- continues to come out. Exactly. But yeah. I don't know if that trickle is kind of, we'll have to see yeah, the where, backlog, the, where this leads us. Yeah. The backlog is definitely running dry. We might like get to the final up big mission accomplished we did it we covered every single one right make up a nice banner mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> mission accomplished yes oh god that will be the plan All right um so without further ado we will be reading today the uh first five issues of shang chi this is written by jean lun yang uh written by uh deke ruan art by philip tan or sorry art by uh deke ruan and philip tan i think they do the colors and Sebastian Cheng uh, is on the book as well. It doesn't say what they do. Where's the credit page? Hold on. Yeah, it's just kind of I got to get this right. I think they put it at the end, which is so annoying. I hate when people do that. Yeah, that's real. It's very thematic. Don't get convenient. me wrong. It's very cool when the credits come up at the end. But then yeah, I, I like a cold later. open. Yeah, for sure. It's nice to avoid a title page sometimes. Okay, so Philip Tan was just the flashback artist. So there's actually two artists on this book. And then Sebastian, huh. uh, Sebastian Cheng does the uh, colors. Gotcha. And then letters by VCs uh, Travis Lenham. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, a quick setup uh, story. It actually is, like I found out, a longer running uh, book. I don't know if it's still going on, but I know that at least it got relaunched. So I thought this was going to be a five-issue mini, but it actually just gets relaunched, which Marvel does all the time. It's really annoying. Oh, right. Um, because they think number one issues will sell more, which yeah. it does, but it's also yeah. like very cheap, and it's like it's superficial. And then it just yeah, it just convolutes everything and makes it look like super jumbled, right? Um, but this story is in the beginning, kind of like a retelling of uh, Shang Chi's origins. They kind of cut back to um, this a scene in the uh, early Qing Dynasty where it's the uh, this whole story is going to center around this group called the uh, the Five Weapons Society which is this, like, uh, ancient cult uh, in China, and they have, like, a flashback scene of, like, them kind of, like, freeing, like, their their um, their people, like, from being captured and about to be executed. Uh, and there's even, like, a nice little cameo from Fin Fang Foom, who's, like, a classic Marvel character. 
Okay, I was wondering about that. Yep, that's pretty much the only reason he's here. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they even told him writing this book, like, hey, you got to have Fin Fang Foom show up somewhere. People want to see that big dragon wearing pants. I was going to say, it looks great. Yeah, exactly. That's only because they don't show the bottom half yeah. of him. Wait, so he has pants? Yeah, Fin Fang Foom wears Why pants. Why would they not show that? Because it's ridiculous. So the artist was like, yeah, I'll just avoid having to draw his pants. <laughs> we'll cover it with some clouds. <laughs> oh, God. Because he looks cooler when he's just a dragon. I don't know why he wears pants. Yeah, it looks a lot more epic. It probably would break. The uh, the immersion a bit, yeah. Um, but there's two important characters, at least in this, uh, that we get introduced to, which is the uh, they're called the Sorcerer Brothers, uh, Master Zengzu and Master Zheng Yi. Um, who uh, one of those uh, Zengzu is, Zengzu is uh, the father of Shang Chi, yeah. yeah. Um, but that relationship between the brothers will come up big in this arc as well. Yep. Yeah, because we're uh, from the beginning, you're you're told by basically only uh, Shang Chi's dad is that he killed his brother to right. like save the kingdom or whatever. Like he murdered him to like gain his spirit energy. Um. So this is this is a kind of similar origin to what we see in the movie. I think so, uh, the names are changed, but the yeah. idea is the same. Like a, yeah. kind of like a supervillain father who you're trying to like break away from. Yeah, you want to get away from that life and just want to kind of try to be. In the normal world and not deal with it. And I don't know if this has always been Shang-Chi's origin. I have not read his original run. Um, pretty much my only exposure to the character up until reading this book was Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, yeah, which yeah. we've talked about on the podcast before. Same here. Um, which they don't go into his like personal backstory a lot in that book. He has nah. cool character moments every once in a while, but it's not really like personal. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's, it's a giant book with a giant cast. Yeah, it's, it's not personal it's for a lot of It's personal in the yeah. sense of like the relationships he has like in that world. Exactly. Like, it's already. contained, right? Yeah. Which is fine when you're reading it because you don't yeah. want to have to go over a bunch of backstory. Story, but at the same time, I still have no idea what that was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to actually get some of that filled in here. Um, and his sister ends up being uh, the leader of the current day uh, Five Weapon Society. Um, they're, they're like kind of separated into different sects, each one representing like a different uh, weapon yep. style. There's like the hammer, the staff, uh, the dagger. Um, I might. I think I'm forgetting a couple. The blade. The fist, obviously, and the um, possibly. Uh, but she represents the hammer. Um, so they call her Sister Hammer, and we'll find out later that it is Shang Chi's sister. Um, one thing, I, I, I mean, I, I don't. Um, I like the art in this in this book. I, I do wish that there could have been like more like stylish stylistic like uh like fight sequences and stuff like that yeah um i feel like in a in a kind of like a martial arts kind of book like that you got to really nail that and i feel like some of them kind of lacked um but that, that's it's just a person because just because i've seen it done in other books kind of like well, a little bit more impressively but the art's still pretty solid throughout um and i could and i did appreciate it towards the end because i think the art gets worse in the, in the relaunch yeah for um, sure. so i i do like the art for the most part it's it's got uh kind of like a good style with the characters i just don't know if kinetically i like it like moving panel to panel yeah the characters are all drawn great oh yeah yeah because in the fight sequences like when it shines it really shines but yeah then there are other parts where it's just like a character doing a, like a motion and then the background is all just a solid color with some streaks and like it like it feel it kind of dies out that way sometimes but a lot of parts like it's super solid yeah and i think it starts out stronger too like i'm looking at this opening sequence with like the sorcerer brothers and like there's some cool panels with like all the different well, members the, of the, the five flashback weapon. that was a different artist oh that's right that yeah, is philip tan you're right so yeah. yeah that is different yep but yeah overall it's still pretty solid right um but like, like i said i mean the the actual art itself is good like there's a scene here of zeng Zhu's, like retreat and like it's just like these uh these houses on these like tall spire like mountains and that looks fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's uh I don't I don't want to sound like I'm ripping on the art. There are some really good parts in this. Um and and, and there is a really cool part too where uh, Shang Chi just like someone's attacking him with this like mace and this panel caught me off guard. But he just straight up punches through the mace. Yeah, like the <laughs> giant kind of iron ball at the end of it. Just boof. I was yep. like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> 
Um, and then you kind of avoid the trope, too, of, like, when they finally reunite, like, you're expecting some big battle, and it's like, I'm your brother, yeah, you yeah. come back to me, and they kind of avoid that trope very easily, where, like, she shows up, and she's like, no, like, it's you, and they get, like, hug each other. Yeah. Um, so that was a good twist, I enjoyed that. Um, because it does give them a lot of interaction that they can have after that, which uh, which ends up giving you, like, some backstory. Um, they were raised together, kind of, by uh, Zheng Zhu, and, and she... Uh, there was a very innocent like accident that happened where like they're looking for like more food because they're being like two little sows. <laughs> yeah. Like we want to eat more cakes. And then they end up stumbling into a bioscience lab where they're trying to make yeah, like, zombie a, vampires. That's a whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The whole zombie angle was pretty cool. There's like um, what's the yeah name the of them? the Zing or something. Yeah, that that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I, I was into that. Yeah, because I th- I think that might be like a real uh, myth- uh, like mythological. It, it sounded like it was based thing. on something, but I yeah. don't know for sure. Yeah. But yeah, they end up like finding that secret lab and then he ends up sending her like basically like to the dungeons um and then uh shang chi just gets scolded yeah yeah it's kind of similar or the movie kind of grabbed at that angle where like the brother and sister end up like i saw similarities getting separated at like at early in childhood because of something that happened and then like right i'm being like kind of slighted by it despite by favoritism exactly yeah Yeah, she actually ends up uh getting sent to like russia to be trained and like that's how she like learns the hammer or whatever yeah uh, but yeah, at one point, like, he gets uh, attacked, and um, his sister ends up poisoning him, which, so they did end up, com- like, having a confrontation, but it was just different, so yeah. I appreciated the twist on that. Yeah. Uh, she poisons him, and then he wakes up with, like, this giant, like, splotch on his ribs, which is, like, this, like, kind of, it just looks like putrid, boiling flesh, but also, like, his, like, rainbowy. It almost looks like, uh, like, oil, kind of. Oh, no, he gets that from the, like, the zombie hand. Oh, right, but that's after he wakes up. Yeah, from yeah. Being, but, oh, and I've- the, the poison didn't cause it, but he yep. was knocked out and then they put this shit in him yeah 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 it, yeah it looks that art looks awesome because he's yeah, like bleeding like cosmic goo yeah, he's like <laughs> bleeding the universe yeah it's, it's like, like stars um and there's this cool design of uh, uh he, he believes it's uh zeng zhu kind of like looking at him like with a skull face yeah um, like calling toward him yeah it, that looks pretty cool especially when uh, they're like kind of like sailing like across this like river and him kind of like floating over the horizon mm-hmm but actually, because that ends up being Zhang Yi, right? Yes, it yeah. ends up being his brother, yeah. Yep. Um, and the two other characters who will be introduced, uh, who uh, kind of end up being on his side, are uh, Sister Dagger. We'll find out her name is uh, Esme. And then... Brother Saber. Uh, and then Brother Saber. But they do kind of insist by going by these like nicknames for a while. And then Shang-Chi like, keeps asking them like, yeah. for what their real names are. <laughs> and they're like, no, we have to stick tr- to uh, tradition. Like We have these nicknames for a reason. They're cool, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Sister Dagger. It's badass. <laughs> Damn it. I want it to stick. <laughs> right? It's way better than Esme. But yeah, those two actually ended up kind kind of being like one of uh, two of my favorites in this run. Oh, Brother Saber and Sister Dagger. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're awesome. Because <laughs> um, you can tell that like, he's trying to set up like a, a good supporting cast like around Shang-Chi. And I think he's doing a good job. Because this whole run kind of ends with him taking over the Five Weapons Society and using them like for good. Yeah. Like, like Daredevil tried to do with the hand yep. and it backfired. Yeah, because they um, go off like the whole wheel where it has like the five classes and there's like his father's like spirit flame is ignited over uh his thing so that's like sister so brother saber and sister dagger think he should be like the next uh leader of it right so they're going for him is trying to usurp it exactly yeah yeah. so it's a cool dynamic and i like these characters they're setting up so i'll probably keep reading this even after this run and hopefully marvel lets it keep going you would think with the movie coming out but you never know especially with how well it's doing too you would yeah exactly like you 
you never know with Marvel though. Sometimes they'll just be like, let's cancel let's, Sony. Yeah, let's totally ditch it. Yeah. Um, and there are some, some kind of like uh, some interesting flashback scenes like throughout history as well of just kind of like several like real like wars and kind of conflicts in China that kind of like they kind of weave into the story of this. Yeah, they go over like the society. opium or they allude to the opium wars a lot. Yep. Yeah, that was that was an interesting tie-in because they they kind of tell it like yeah the. They tried to flood China with yeah, opium, Britain. and then when that didn't work, they just straight up invaded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like um, uh, Takeshi, a brother saber, because he does kind of have like this awesome, just like he's very like gung ho about helping Shang Chi. He's like, yeah. "Yes, this is my destiny." <laughs> it's like right with you, brother. <laughs> and like sister saber's like, "If you two besties are done playing patty cake, are we ready to go?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun dynamic. I like I like the way that's played. Yeah, definitely. They definitely or the three of them have some good chemistry through the whole thing. Yeah, they definitely earn their page space. Yeah, for sure. Because like a lot of times, like the supporting characters that writers put in their own books get annoying because they're like yeah. sometimes they're just so trying to shoo in this character like be permanent. I want my character to be permanent. They're on every page. They're always yeah, here. Yeah, it's or it's that or it's just like a jarring like comedic relief. Like, or, that, or that's that too yeah. often or whatever. So, so when supporting characters land, like they, you remember them, yeah, yeah, and it helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. Because the one like I wasn't as into was like the, we haven't even talked about her. This uh, the MI six agent. Woman. Yeah, like, she yeah, was she okay. was. Yeah, she there's, was. There's kind of some a filler. history there, like the continuity history that I'm not understanding. Maybe. Yeah, she's. I think she's an ex girlfriend from like an, a different run in the past. Yeah, but it might be one of those characters where it's supposed to be just cool, just because they show up. Yeah, where, where I don't have that connection, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, she's <laughs> like an MI six agent. It's like, all right, kind of cool, I guess. But it, throughout this entire run, all she does is fuck up and underestimate the, the situation. Right. <laughs> and and Shang Chi just like get the hell out of here. <laughs> Um, but I do kind of wish they were able to spend a little bit more time with this story in particular. Like, that's why I'm kind of like, it makes me feel like this, that relaunch, like, happened, like, was a forced thing. I don't know if that's the case or not. Usually it is. Yeah. Because, um, like, they this story seems like it should have been, like, a 12-issue story. Yeah, it or maybe, was very condensed. Or at least eight or something. Like, yeah. it's very, like, oh, gotta go, gotta go, do the next thing, here we go. Yeah, they were in a rush. Like, I think he, like, I think uh, Gene Lun Yang, like, knew he had, like, five issues. And he's yeah. like, well, fuck, now what do I do? Yeah. Like, we, we want you to relaunch it and have Shang-Chi fight Spider-Man. Go. <laughs> like, <Cool>. fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. I guess I have to end my story and have him fight fucking Spider-Man. Here we go. Right. Uh, oh, we should call out, um... I, I, I want to say more good things about the art because some of this is really fucking cool. Um, there is a part where they like go into this ancient cave uh, in the uh, uh, in China with this like giant monster that's like a cross between like a giant lizard, like a snake that and like has a bunch of tentacles and six arms coming out of its head. Yeah, it's like a weird Gorgon, like, griffin. I don't even know how you describe it. Yeah, a Gorgon it. griffin with arms coming out of its head, that gets you pretty close, but, like, <laughs> lizard-like as well, like, yeah, scaly. it's pretty terrifying. Um, it, like, takes a candy bar, like, out of Esme's hand as she's eating it. Yeah, the cliff bar. Yeah, and, and like, the way he talks is fucking creepy, too, because he's like, yum, yum. Yeah, he just wants to eat First he eats the candy bar, and then he's like, <laughs> then I'm going to eat your bodies and then your souls. <laughs> like, Are you sure I've got more candy? Yeah. You don't like cliff bars? And, and Esme's like, I was looking forward to that last bite. You're dead. And goes into, like, fucking anime mode. Like, ah! <laughs> um, but the way this ends, you do find that there is there's kind of, like, a twist on the story that he thinks he knows about his dad. Because he thinks his mm -hmm. dad killed his brother. But really what happened was, uh, we brought it up before during the um, the uh, Opium Wars, there was this uh, battle, like the British brought with them, like a supervillain of their own. Yeah. Uh, this is a Yeah, and the art on that looks insane. Oh, it looks really good. <laughs> like yeah. this page is nuts. Yeah, this is uh, Baron Harkness. This is a Doctor Strange character. Gotcha. Um, and he kind of like uh, uses Dormammu's power and calls down all of the mindless ones, which are like Dormammu's henchmen. Okay. Which are just like these giant, like hulking, like Cyclops looking motherfuckers. Yeah, it's um, terrifying. Yeah, they're extremely hard to kill, and they just go down, like, smashing everything. Um, 
and during this fight, uh, uh, they're, they're going to die, and they, they, he has this one last magical gift, he says, from Kamartage, which uh, he says can save one of them, and uh, his brother's like, no, it should be you, because I don't want to do it alone, like, it's going to be you. And so yeah. it ends up like he didn't kill his brother. It ends up that his brother like said, "No, it's gonna be you. I, I, only one of us can live. I, I'll sacrifice myself, essentially." Yeah, but so, then he just flips it back around, right? Um, so he gets this word from his uncle, and it turns out that was who was trying to contact him the whole his, this whole time was his uncle, not his father. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't tell because he had the face like a uh, skull head, and they were twins. Yeah. Um, but there's a cool moment where that he's talking to him, which I think is kind of the character beat that I think he really wanted to nail with this story, was Shang-Chi this whole time has been talking about, like, how he, like, wants to, like, escape all this nonsense with, like, fighting assassins and ninjas and going on these, like, having people try to kill him all the time. He's like, I just want to be done with this, all this, like, family bullshit that, like, constantly puts me in danger. Like, I want to put it behind me. Like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a good message where he's like... Uh, like, this is, like, uh, the family's always going to be a part of you, for better or worse. Like, you have to acknowledge it. Like, the, you, you don't want to get rid of, like, the ninjas and, and the assassins and everything that's attacking you. What you want to get rid of uh, is not the monsters and the ghosts, but you're seeking to escape that. Like yeah. That, like, that connection to your family, which yep. might be toxic, but it's still there. It's always going to be there. You can't just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing kind of wraps up with, like, a pretty cool, like, zombie battle, basically, through the streets of London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so like, like, like we said, it's like a little rushed and like, you can kind of tell like it's, uh, it's the big finale. Zombies are attacking London. You're like, really already? Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really out of nowhere, but like, I get it. Like you got to wrap it up and like, what other way to do it? Yeah. Um, and then we get, yeah, a fight between, um, Shang-Chi and his sister, um, which ends with, uh, with, uh, Lieko like going to like shoot her in the head. Shang-Chi has to literally, this is a cool moment, like catches the bullet yeah, before it fingers. hits her. It's really cool. Like it's just like with two fingers catches the bullet re- like right against her forehead. Um, and then she ends up getting away, which is the setup for I'm sure where the run is going to go after this. Yeah. Um, and then like we said, it ends with him kind of taking over the, uh, the um the five weapons society and he kind of like unites all of them like they try to give him like the the single torch that's meant to represent leadership and he mm. kind of extends that fire to the other torches as well he's like no we'll all lead together yep um so it kind of sets up the the supporting cast that he's gonna have uh this run like i said this run does continue in uh uh kind of like a relaunch with shang chi number one again and it's that arc is called uh shang chi versus the marvel universe which is i it just so- it just sounds like a story that they told them like hey you got to do this because otherwise we're gonna cancel your book yeah because like that mark like versus the Marvel universe is like this trend they keep doing to try to sell books where it's like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe yeah because they just want now the Punisher does it yeah it's just a character they want everyone to start liking so they put it in the yeah. book surrounded by a bunch of characters people already like yeah just to draw in all the people who argue about power levels like exactly who yeah. could beat who yeah. can he beat Iron Man <laughs> find out who cares yeah exactly um, so nuanced but I mean I, I love. Uh, Gene Lun Yang, he's a great writer, and pretty much he's. Uh, I've liked every book I've read from him so far, and at least what I've read. Uh, he yeah. also did Superman Smash the Clan. Um, he did um, New Superman, which is a fantastic book out of uh, the relaunch of Rebirth, which is about like a Chinese Superman. Okay, uh, starting the Justice League of China. That's oh, a, that's right, right. That's a very good book. Huh. Um, but that's a character who's also kind of faded away. I'm like, no, come yeah. back. Yeah, they just lagged out on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's got some fantastic books. I highly recommend reading a lot of his stuff. Um, he also writes uh, The Terrifics, which is like a team book, kind of like a sci-fi, kind of like DC Fantastic Four kind of book. Okay. Um, so I highly recommend checking out his library. Um, that'll be it for our comic coverage. Uh, we are going to end the podcast today by talking about the uh, movie itself, uh, which, like I said, we finally got a chance to see. Yep. Um, 
we were able to catch an early showing. Uh, I would say, overall, I think it's a really, really fun movie. I would say it's nothing that's, like, groundbreaking, like, interesting. Like, there's nothing they're doing that's, like, wildly different other than uh, some things we'll talk about. Like, it's probably the movie with the best fight scenes out of any Marvel movie so far. Oh, yeah. Um and uh, I mean, they they I mean, nail not a lot that of... that's uh, super high praise. No, but, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, it's entertaining enough. Yeah, uh, like they they surprised me enough with those kind of scenes, and like I think that the uh, it's got a lot of those MCU kind of points that they hit throughout a lot of it, like ending in a big CGI battle, for yeah, example. Exactly. But like the characters by themselves were interesting enough. Like it's got a good villain, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a, a lot you can ask uh, from these Marvel movies sometimes. Yeah, Tony Leung absolutely killed it. Oh, for sure. Like, and and that was actually a lot of complaints from people, or not a complaint, but just like a note saying that like how like much more interesting Shang-Chi's dad story was than like Shang-Chi's story. <laughs> I like wanted to root for him. He's like, I know he's evil, but damn, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's like, he's the fucking man. Yeah. Um... And one thing I did really appreciate, too, is they don't try to tie it too hard. Like, they don't try to bog it down too much with a bunch of Marvel nonsense. Yeah. Like, it's there every once in a they while. They bring it up, yeah, a couple times, yeah, but no. But, but it's never, like, bogged down like some of the other movies end up being nowadays, where it's like, did you get all these references? Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides one egregious one, which is the John Slattery reveal. Like, th- that scene by itself? Well, cool, actually, cool what's reference. even weirder than that, his name was Or John Tra- Slattery. No, that's the actor. Trevor Slattery. Trevor yeah. Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man's dad is not back. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, but that that was pretty funny for, like, the first five yeah, minutes. Like, that first scene yeah. was hilarious. Like, I was then... expecting him to show up in some capacity just because of the tie-in from Iron Man 3. Yeah, they had to retcon that character. And it's Ben and... Kingsley. He's funny. Like, it's fine. Yeah, and, um, like, the way they do it in the story is that, like, he was hired as an actor to play a terrorist. Well, that's what it was in Iron Man 3. That's what the twist was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because in Iron Man 3, he thinks he's going after this big bad guy, but uh, ends up being yeah, an actor, yeah. and then uh, Guy Pierce's character ends up being the real bad guy. That's right, that's right. You No one remembers, because he was super, <laughs> super boring. Exactly. Like, Guy Pierce was in that movie? Yeah, he was. <laughs> no one remembers. Yeah, for like 15 minutes. Yeah. They even have a uh, extremist uh, reference in, the, yeah. in for like a short second. I didn't catch it. They probably just put it in because they had to watch Iron Man 3 while making this movie. <laughs> it was on the brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess we got to rewatch Iron Man 3 now. <laughs> oh sure i'll put this in why not the nerds will go crazy all right um but yeah so they don't bog it down too much with that marvel stuff aside from the fact that uh um, ben kingsley character just gets dragged around for the movie for some reason yeah uh and gets like a, overstays his welcome definitely oh for sure um because like i don't he you could have just had that scene and then had that be over but for some reason he gets dragged like for the he's rest literally of the movie in the final battle and he's like, he, it's ridiculous. We even get like this like whole scene of him explaining why he became an actor, which is played for like laughs. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this scene happening? Do we have time for this? Because yeah, it's, care? it's like a two hour and fifteen minute movie. Like, there's definitely a lot of scenes like that they could have just chopped. Yeah. Um. But like the the first like half of the movie, I was literally like I was into it like the whole. Like, it's, oh yeah. I, I started to it started like get a little more MCUE towards the end for sure. Yeah. Um, but the beginning is all pretty like uh, uh, action packed. Like I like the way they played it at the beginning, especially because since a lot of people don't know this character yeah the way they played it at the beginning was they made him seem like this normal guy and which is kind of what you're expecting because it's a superhero origin movie like oh he's gonna go to like learn how to do like martial arts and then he's gonna go off and be a superhero yep um but they play it for a cool surprise where it's like he's just a valet and there's just this regular ass bus ride and then some dude comes up to him he's like give me this amulet Mm -hmm. and then um his friend katie is like what does he look like someone who knows martial arts and then uh, he like hits her and then all of a sudden he just goes into like fight mode yeah like one big punch (laughs) And then it starts this like 
like 10 minute long like fantastic fight sequence on the bus and i'm like uh oh this is sick like he has all of his like uh like strength and training already he's already going at it yeah that's a good way to do it because then you don't have to sit through like a 20 minute montage of him learning to fight like dr strange where he's just sitting there for like a lot of the movie just studying come on let's go let's go let's move it along (laughs) so yeah no that was a good jumping point right there so yeah and that bus scene is definitely yeah the bus scene is dope um, cause he's like, cause there's a lot of like little things that they throw in there to complicate the fight. Like the bus driver, like passing out. Yeah. So like now Shang-Chi literally, he, at one point he's driving the bus while fighting. <laughs> right. Uh, and like little things like that are like trying to like fight someone off the edge of the bus and like cut it in half on the edge of a, a wide turn. Like there's little things like that that yeah. are really cool. Yeah. Uh, and there's like one really cool shot, like from the side of the bus where it's just him fighting his way up the bus and like doing this kick across yeah, that was an between the, shot. the cars. Yeah. For sure. That was really cool. Um, and then the whole sequence of like him and Katie, like going into the like fighting arena in China, like, yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool as well. Yeah. That looked great too. Like just stylistic was. Yeah. That whole like bar looked dope with like the fighting arena on top and like you get drinks below. Like I would go to that place. Yeah, watch yeah. a bunch of super villains fight. That <laughs> sounds Wong awesome. And, uh, abomination fight. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be the time of your life. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Wong ended up winning that too. Oh, right. Oh, that was awesome. With the portal, like yeah, having the- abomination punch himself. Right. Yeah. So like. That's that's what you can do with those Marvel references. Have it just be like a short thing, like oh neat, and then you move back on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't bog it down like a lot of these other movies do. Yeah. You don't have it like they way too often. They just try to like drag something out too long, or just try to milk something that isn't funny anymore. Right. <laughs> um, but the movie it has it has a really good pacing, and like when they do finally slow things down, they slow it down like farther into the movie, so it works out really well because you're like because you've had a lot of like action packed like like high pacing, and then you finally get to learn who these characters are about halfway into the movie which is a good way to do it I yeah, think yeah cause the sl- like w- the big point where it slows down to explain stuff is all with like Shang-Chi and his dad and his sister who ends up getting like b- who ends up being a bigger part of the story than like first it was first alluded to yeah um, cause like they have a cold open where they kind of show you like the ten rings and like what they yeah. can do but after that it's like pretty much all just like straightforward yeah exactly yeah. Um, so I, I like the pacing on that and then um, it did end with a big CGI battle but at least it looked like at least it was a good setting for a big CGI battle for sure some yeah. of these Marvel movies do, don't even try to do that. Like, the airport fight is, like, a gray airport that they're fighting in. So, like, this is much more pleasant to look at. Having it just be, like, this scenic uh, fucking lake with, like, these, like, you know, um, a giant dragon fighting yeah, a bunch that, of demons. That yeah. whole, uh, like, world was, like, that was a cool uh, kind of setting they had because it ends up being where his mom came from because it's where he... Uh, his Shang-Chi's dad was trying to go to like gain some ancient power or whatever. Yeah, I like that they're kind of expanding what they allow for like these kind of like magical like demi planes and whatnot. For sure, yeah. Um, like I think that opens up a lot of shit. So I'm glad that they're finally just letting that go. Just like, yeah, just let it happen. Let it exist. It's, it's not a thing that you have to explain with science. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going to have multiverses and infinity stones, like you can do crazy like mythical magic. Like it's yeah. not a big deal. In, in, in old Marvel, they, like in old Marvel movies, they would have been like, this is a device planted by yeah. a, a famous inventor inventor who invented what he thought yeah. was he read in a book or it's like powered by a super nanny with yeah. hyper intelligence it was a meteor like, yeah. no it's, just, it's a magical plane that all like their history and culture is based on yeah. it's pretty cool it's yeah. a different universe there's yeah. there can be other like weird monsters and animals that we've never seen before like, exactly it's not a big deal yeah so yeah no that that uh, it's called a uh, hot toe i think but mm-hmm. yeah that whole like when they go to that world through like the freaking moving tree maze was awesome oh yeah the dragon scale weapons and armor like that's oh god oh, that, that, that looked yeah. beautiful too yeah, yeah for sure um 
then you get the the cool like water dragon and fighting like the weird demon thingy. Yeah. So I I think that a lot of, and like there's a really good scene at the end, and this is why I appreciated um uh, Shang Chi's uh, father as a villain in this movie because like by the end he doesn't like there's not a moment where it's not like a Darth Vader moment necessarily. It's not like he redeems him and then he decides to to lay down his weapon. That never yeah. happens. Like yeah. you're almost expecting that to happen at some point. Like, yeah. Because at some point, because his whole motivation is that he thinks his wife is behind this like gate that's actually trapping this giant demon. Yeah. So like at one point it's you're a thinking, very D plot. Yeah. At yeah. one point you're thinking like okay he. He's just using that as an excuse to gain, like, this ancient power that he thinks is in there or whatever. But the whole time, like, he's actually just, he super is committed to thinking that his wife is actually there and that he can save her. Yeah. So, like, by the end, you actually kind of have empathy for him. Yeah, and, like, he, he keeps getting lied to, so you think at some point, like, he's a smart guy. He's eventually yeah. just going to realize, like, Shang-Chi is going to break through and be like, no, you're being lied to. Let's team up and fight the demons. Yep. That doesn't happen necessarily, which is good, because it's what I was expecting. I'd, I'd prefer to be surprised. Mm -hmm. But the moment we do get is said is, like, without words, it's a really, really good scene where, like this like soul sucking dragon like picks up his dad and yep. like and we we've seen them like during this fight eat souls they just like pick up their soul which just like looks like this rainbow mist and just like eats it and they mm -hmm. fall dead yeah um and that happens to him and they pick him up and it's like this slow motion shot of, yeah he like pushes shang chi out of the way yep because he realizes like at this point like obviously his wife's not in there like yeah at this point this is proof and like, <laughs> this is i'm being picked up by the proof that that flying soul sucker is not my wife nope that's not her <laughs> doesn't look like her <laughs> Um, and so this is great moment of just this look that he, this is great acting on his oh, part. Yeah. Where he just looks at Shang-Chi and like he has this moment of like regret and realization. Yeah. And a little bit of probably pride. Like, like, like my son like bested me and like is a better man than me. Like, yeah, exactly. and this reaches out his arms and willingly like sends the 10 rings to him and yep. like makes him the new master of the 10 rings. It's really, really, really cool. Yeah. That was an awesome moment. Uh, and then from that point on, Shang-Chi goes to fight the, the dragon with the 10 rings, like using those, like his martial arts and that in combination. Yeah. It's, it's really cool i gotta say going in like i'm um, like first impressions way back from like the trailer when we first found out about the movie i was like i wasn't sure that the, the 10 rings would look cool and like as like a, a fighting mechanic or tool but they yeah. had, actually ended the way they utilize it in combat is really fucking dope yeah and it's design wise it's pretty cool too like having them just on your wrist it almost just looks like a like a decorative thing and all of a sudden it's like doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah they could just pop it's out like and like when they're running and they just like kind of uh, push their fists down and the rings just kind of spring them almost and it's just like a huge like mega jump yeah you can kind of use them as like chains and whips and yeah. kind of like use them like kind of like to pull yourself up or push yourself off the ground it's really cool yeah so that'd be cool going forward that he's got those yeah so that makes him definitely a lot more uh versatile. gives you a lot more like a uh, visual kind of appeal when fighting like big super villains you know for sure yeah because that's one thing like i'm sure for the mcu especially too like shang chi uh like without some kind of gimmick like that or fancy weapon like it's kind of seems like out of place well, yeah, because not every villain is going to be someone you martial. Like, exactly, I don't, I don't yeah. see him like going hand to hand with like Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, but, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yeah, it does give you a lot of cool things that you can do with that now, because yeah. then it, like that extends like his mobility and kind of like exactly, what yeah. he can do visually to just look cool and like. Uh, there's a lot of uh, cool shit you can do with that moving forward. Oh yeah. Um, they kind of set that up towards the end with the after credits scene where um he goes he's, he's like showing the ten rings to Wong like at yep. the um at Doctor Strange's like mansion. Mm -hmm. Um and. Uh, Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner show up at the end to just say, like, hello, here's some science stuff, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you we, know us. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Goodbye. Yep. Um, they don't really add a lot, but they're there. Um, but the interesting thing they kind of give us is that the rings are e emitting, like, a beacon, which is weird, but, um, like, I'm wondering... And my theory, I have a theory on this, because Bruce Banner says it doesn't look to be of any material I recognize on, like, the periodic table, mm -hmm. and Captain Marvel says it doesn't look like any alien tech I've seen before. Yeah. So my theory is that it's from the future. Yeah. 
because they're doing like all this all this Kang the Conqueror stuff. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was sent from the future to the past to be found by Kang at some point. Yeah, that could work. And now, so now Shang Chi has it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. So this is my theory, but we'll see. Yeah, no, it's got Um, some ground. um, But at the end, uh, we find out as well that um, the Ten Ring Society has been taken over by Shang Chi's sister, which that I guess is set up for the next movie. Yeah. Um, So interesting enough, but I also I don't. I don't. I didn't really get a full. This may be just me being dumb and not comprehending, but I didn't really get what the Ten Rings people did. <laughs> what did they do? I I think honestly, like I, I get they did like assassinations, but the only assassination we see them do is like a personal hit. Exactly, and because like before, like Shang Chi was born, and like and his dad met like his wife and everything. Like because when they got married and had kids, he put the rings away yeah. until she got murdered. Like the so only like, clue I think we get is like he does get hounded down for money by this group called like the the Iron Gang or something. Yeah. So like I guess he was like a criminal enterprise enterprise at yeah. least in the modern age. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way they make it out. Like in that time, like in, in the old timeline, it looked like he was like an emperor or something or like for a sure, warlord. Yeah. 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 But nowadays, I guess he like runs a crime empire. I uh, guess. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a crime syndicate. That's, that's the take I got, but I, I might have missed something. Yeah. Um. So I'm wondering, like, what do you do now? Like, you've got a bunch of martial artists. And- so they don't. Really, they didn't really imply what her what her goals were, which is the confusing part. It's kind of weird, too, because uh, she basically just took over her dad's group, but, like, they were, like, against each other the entire movie until the end, where, like, the like Soul a very weird came out. Flop on it was just, that. like, a whole, like, flop, where they're like, we're on your side now, and, and it's, the like, end, we're even, friends, like, right? at the <laughs> emotional funeral, like, yeah. they, they send out, like, the candle boats, like, out, and, like, they're like... Uh, have peace, father. Mother will be safe. And like yep. the first person behind them is the dude, the, the razor do- fist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, like just like Jim. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I tried to kill you all those times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, how were we friends all of a sudden? Up until now, I was a paid assassin, but now we're cool because <laughs> I guess we fought some demon imps together. Yeah, <laughs> so that that was a little weird. Like, so, I, yeah, I don't know what the ten society so quickly. Yeah, that turn. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a spring. I don't yeah. get why they had to be redeemed. They could have all just died. And yeah. It would have been fine. <laughs> there was no attachment there. Nope. Did that? Did anyone like have why, an attachment to Machete Hand guy? Yeah, like why couldn't she have just started like her own group? He uh, like just did something new. Yeah, like because the Machete Arm guy was just there to be a big punchy. Oh yeah, for the, sure. He was not a character. There's nothing interesting <laughs> There's, about him. No, he was, <laughs> I forgot he was there until he like comes up to fight. Oh yeah, yeah. and they steal his car. That's oh, a, that's the only connection. That's a, a weird personality trait they give him. We're like, oh yeah, he loves dope cars. Like, yeah, what? he loves okay. the, this BMW SI series <laughs> that they do a bunch of. Zoom okay, that on. was egregious. Because oh, yeah. like they go into like this mystical land, and for some reason they bring this fucking BMW. Because of course they do. They yeah. have to show it all the of time. Um, so they have this. And this is a part where the product placement, I think, actually interfered with the story. Oh, yeah. Because they get away from the the facility. They're captured by their dad, and, like, they're in the facility. They have to get out. Like, cool, escape sequence. Mm -hmm. This will be fun. Except it's not, because the choreography is kind of ruined, because they clearly wanted the car not to get damaged during this fight. Oh, it's too bad. Just looks pristine. Yeah, and, like, (laughs) because, like, these ninjas are trying to get in, like, um, they're being attacked. These guys are swinging in from the windows. Yeah. Like, to try to attack them. So you get, like, this martial arts. But I think because they didn't want the door to get ripped off which yeah. is how you would think that fight would go choreography wise like you know the doors are open they hit a corner and the door pops off yeah, now there's yeah. a whole bunch of fighting on the roof yep. and through the car and all, all this cool <laughs> stuff you can do but what ends up fighting is the the assassins just kind of come into the car and start fighting them on their laps yeah which is really <laughs> awkward and one of the characters in the front seat is even like what's happening back there it's really weird <laughs> yeah uh, and they get away and the car's totally fine missing windows but just totally fine they're all just chilling in this bmw yeah and they even bring them 
with them in, like into this mystical forest land. Yeah, they basically go on like a Jurassic Park safari in it, this like weird it's racing so car. It's so ugly. They're driving <laughs> this BMW through like and looking like a safari. Yeah, going through yeah. seeing all these animals. And like they drive up to this like mystical temple. <laughs> and like, oh, I guess can we park here? <laughs> do you guys validate? It's so weird. I, I think uh, I even said out loud while we were watching. I'm like, yeah. why do they still have this car? This is so awkward. Get out and walk. This place looks amazing. <laughs> Just leaving giant tire tracks. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Just because of the pro- fucking product placement. Yep. That'll do it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but overall, a uh, pretty fun movie. I would definitely watch it again just because... For sure, um, yeah. there, there is something to say about having that rewatchability from like that that, yeah. ex- that really exciting first half, I think, would get me to watch the movie over again like a, um, many times. Yep. Whereas there's a lot of MCU movies that end up being like... Yeah, they guess they kind of got the character right and they did some stuff, but I don't see why I'd ever watch this again. Yeah, because there's so many that fit the exact same formula and like pacing that it it gets kind of weird sometimes, right. like that. But like, like Far this, From Home, this or definitely like had like its too, yeah. own. Like there are still some Marvelisms in there, but like it had its own kind of style that was pretty unique. Yeah, and it's got like a fun pacing and like interesting like uh, fights and whatnot to look at that keep you going between good character beats. So that's oh, yeah. really all you need. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was one fight that like oh it. It was set up to be really dope, where they're like outside the windows of the Fight Club. Oh yeah, and like they're doing all this cool shit. On like, there's a bunch of cool like situations that happen, but it's like so dark. I it is pitch black. I could not tell what was happening. I at couldn't all. see a thing. And I could tell it <laughs> probably looked dope because it was a cool idea for a fight, but it should have been during the daytime. Yeah, because there's one part where like uh, just Shang Chi and like a ninja dude crash into a part of like inside the building, and then it goes from like a shot to the interior shooting outside and it's like behind the layout of like a neon sign and everything and that looked dope because it's just like there's silhouettes behind yeah neon. once you have something that lights it up yeah. yeah and then they go back outside at some point it's like i can't see anything again yeah. so yeah um so that was my one complaint about that but again it because uh, i noticed it because coming from the bus fight that was in daylight so yeah. like you saw everything and i was like this is dope like there's no like uh cutaways which yeah. always happens even in like uh, other movies where people praise the fights like winter soldier there's a lot of cuts oh yeah for sure so like it's it's a nice uh, breath of fresh air. Yep. Um, so I, I would watch it again. I think it's a solid movie. Um, so I'm happy that I got out to a theater to see it. I mean, if you have an opportunity to see it safely, uh, you can always, a lot of these theaters have ways. That's what I found out. You can check ahead to see if like how many seats are filled. Yep. So then you can know, you know, if you're going to be sitting around a bunch of assholes or not. Exactly. Um, but I think they're going to actually release this digitally on uh um, Disney Plus, but I think like in a couple months. I was gonna say I think they're waiting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I th- you'll have an opportunity it won't to see be it. Long, I'm yeah, sure. you'll have an opportunity to see it soon enough if you don't want to go to a theater. Totally understandable there as yeah. well. Um, but that'll be it for our uh, Shang Chi coverage today. Uh, like I said, in a couple weeks we're gonna be coming back to do some DC stuff. We're gonna be kicking off our horror themed content. Uh, we were going to do an episode on the What If show, but I'll be honest, I'm five episodes deep on that, and I have nothing to say about that <laughs> TV show. Nothing good, at least. It's a thing. It's And it's not even like going to be one that's going to be like fun to come on here and vent about. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just bleh. Yeah, yeah. Most of the episodes are like, that happened. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say about it. It's pretty boring. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that show. It's it's basically just like a rehash of like a bunch of Marvel movies, but like with the most boring twists. <laughs> Right, like do something unique and not just like the dumbest kind of just. Oh my god! There's a weird episode that I don't even mind spoiling for you because it's terrible. Where it's like, (laughs) what if the Avengers died? And it's literally like, uh, you would think it's this cool thing where like they all get killed in battle with Thanos or like Loki kills them all. But like it's literally they all die in the most mundane, stupidest ways possible. (laughs) In Iron Man two, it ends up being that Black Widow like accidentally gives Iron Man the wrong thing to cure like his like blood problem that he has in that movie. So he ends up just falling over dead at a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's hilarious. Like, it ends up being like that, like, Ant-Man, uh, the, uh, Hank Pym, like, switched the poison because he wanted to kill the Avengers. Oh, but, like, yeah. At the end, like, the, it, when you're watching it, you're like, this is, what the fuck? <laughs> he <laughs> dies at the donut shop? That's hilarious. And, like, uh, Thor gets killed the same way, poisoned, like, in a prison cell. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah, really, make it an epic battle. Really cool. <laughs> That is so lame. Yeah, uh, and then like, uh, no, he, I think he gets shot by uh, Hawkeye, oh, and, like God. towards the end of it too, and he's like getting weak. Cool. And then Hawkeye just dies from like mind control poison. Ah, oh, great. Uh, Black Widow dies off screen again. Cool. <laughs> Black uh, <laughs> Bruce Banner explodes, which is re- oh, it's like gory as shit. It's, like, really? Like yeah. Uh, uh, Betty Ross is like covered in green goo. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God, some of that show is baffling. It's really bad. That sounds interesting. There's a kind of good Doctor Strange episode, and, like, the Black Panther episode was pretty good, but, like, not in any kind of way where I'm like, holy shit, guys, you gotta go on and watch this TV show. Yeah, it's nothing meaningful. No, it's like, if you watched it, you kind of didn't waste your time this time. (laughs) Um, Uh. And, like, a lot of these Marvel things on TV are not landing with me. Yeah, um, Loki ended up turning around just yeah, by the end of it. It was but solid. It, it was on thin ice for a while, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so hopefully there's better to come from that. But for now, I think I'm going to stop giving them the time of day until yeah. they give me something interesting to talk about. Seriously, So though. what if, uh, how about what if we didn't talk about that <laughs> and we talked about fucking Justice League <laughs> Dark instead? Yeah, So that'll be that. what we're doing. <laughs> what if we talked about Justice League Dark instead next episode? <laughs> That's that what a, we're doing. Beautiful transition. <laughs> <laughs>